In this episode of the Exploring Information Security Podcast, what is red team versus blue team? Part two. Welcome to the Exploring Information Security Podcast, where you will learn, explore, and grow your security mindset. I am your host, Timothy D. Block, and in this episode, we will be continuing our exploration of the question, what is red versus blue with Mubix, a.k.a. Rob Fuller? Right. Yeah. And that, that's what I was going to ask. So so I think a lot of people on defense are like, well, if it's a red team, it should be like straight. I guess you call it black box where you don't get anything. But you're arguing that we should be working together. I should be giving you credentials for stuff. Well, why is that? Like, what's what's the benefit versus you just trying to break in like someone, a malicious actor would? Sure. Um, so I still think black box is beneficial, but black box with knowledge so here's here's my my spiel and why i think that um the time period where i have to attack a company is very short no matter how long it is even if it's six months long it's still short compared to someone who's not who's paid to do it right or who's just doing it for fun Mm -hmm. they can take four years if they want to (laughs) yeah um, they can they can sit on a single app and wait for it to be reset to the default admin, um, and just keep pinging it. So, if I have a very short or or condensed amount of time, uh, then I have to use my time as best as possible. So, black box is great. Um, and I do that because you still need to know where your open source intelligence gathering endpoints, where where uh, if nobody knows you're coming, what's going to happen. Um, now, that can be a portion of the test, but I think that more collaboration needs to happen um, during those tests. Now, um, for instance, let's say that you come to me and you want a box assessment. I'll say, okay, so... Um, the first thing I'll do is on the first day I'll do open source intelligence gathering. The next day I'm gonna um, I'm more to work at doing um, all of the physical assessments if that's in scope or wireless assessments if that's in scope. Um, I'll do that on site, um, but I will do it with with the security guards there, showing them where things are and stuff. Um, or if if you're just worried that um, worried that your security guards or your security staff uh, set up your your signaling or your uh, cameras won't work. We can do completely you know off the shelf black box assessment. But what I want that to happen is we do it, then we show the 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 security guards or the people watching the security cameras on where that stuff was and why they didn't see that kind of stuff but during the same day, right? So what I think is that uh, these, all of these ideas can be broken up into segments mm-hmm. for a, a black box assessment and then condensed and, and collaborated on. Uh, so, yeah, I might not have, you know, might not have tested every possibility of, of you know the uh, uber elite breaking into stuff and stealing stuff um, setup, but I guarantee there's no one on the planet ready for that kind of thing. 
Yeah, it seems. Uh, yeah, it seems like we've we've quite a bit of way to go before we get there. But no one wants to admit it. The blue right. team doesn't want to admit it. They want you know what they want the Uber Elite hacker, and then when they get their teeth busted in by an Uber Elite hacker, they get defensive about it. Right. Right. So we both sides have to just drop the whole thing and say, okay, what's going to be best for the company? We're spending. You know, 50 grand, 70 grand, 100 grand on this really long red team assessment. Um, are we really getting our money's worth? And I am going to be killed by my boss by saying that, but I, I, I honestly believe it. Right. Well, I like the whole idea of just, I, I'm always into maximizing. Uh, what you're getting out of something, whether it's a red team assessment or something within the organization that you can configure sure. to just run better. And that, that I think that totally makes sense. Yep. So it, it sounds like, like you said, same team and same team. We're yeah, all, totally we're all, same team. We're all looking for one objective and egos need to be uh, pushed aside. Um, so CTFs, are they helpful? Because that is kind of like a competition type of thing. Uh, certainly... You know, you have red team versus blue team, but you also have like going for points and stuff. So do you think that kind of helps with the mindset or hurts? Or do you think it's just a good learning experience overall? So it helps with the mature mind. Um, if, you, if you can drop it at the door. Um, in the Marine Corps, they teach you to, to, uh, to, at, to be at war and have the, you know, the war mindset, but be able to come home and drop it. Drop it at the door. Um, CTFs. I am all about just hanging blue teamers out to dry as best I can to give them the most experience they can during the assessment, during or during the competition. But when it's when the competition's done, I'm ready to tell them every single secret I know. Tell them how to fix things, how to get better. You know, I don't hold back on. I, I am completely open book on what things I did to them. But the problem is that that both before and after, I the self confidence level in our group of you know IT nerds and and uh, and you know mother's basement type society is pretty low. So people asking that, and I'm not trying to make fun of anybody, but honestly, that's the majority of us, right? We're the DEF CON going, um, mother's basement type people. So self-confidence is not some, one of our strong suits. Um, so getting people and defenders and red teamers to be okay with before and after a CTF is tough. So I think that it, long-winded but i think that it hurts more than it helps that's interesting yeah because there's yeah there's a lot of lessons to be learned from that but um i don't know I, I, is there a way to i guess make it more friendly or make that mindset or change that mindset so i don't want to make it more friendly um on us on the ctf i think that that competition and competition itself breeds, you know, ingenuity and and mm -hmm. and great things. But I think as a as a community, 
we are not mature enough to handle it before and afterwards because you'll, you, I mean, you'll see tweets about CCDC and all that kind of stuff about how we smashed them in or how, um, how, you know, we won CCDC and we're the best team on the planet, whatever. And it just gets under my skin. Well, I do have, I'm not going to say I'm perfect. I, I have the same feelings to do that too. So I'm working on those as well. I just think that it's, um, that it hurts when that happens because people take that into the workplace. They see that red teamers are these egocentric gonna smash your face in people. And when they're the ones in the CISO role getting their pen tests, they, they get on the call with that. Hey, I was jilted at CCDC mindset. So, so should we like high five at the end, shake hands like the like they do at the end of a sports competition? Because this, like, I just keep thinking about sports, and I, I've avoided bringing it up because sports aren't very, you know, it's always called sports ball or what. But like, it seems to have a lot of those same uh, same undertones there. Oh yeah, um, football players are notoriously good at leaving it at the door. You will see. People and, and, and soccer players, I think, are as well. But you'll see opposite teams hanging out at a bar 20 minutes after the game, after they've shut, uh, you know, done their thing and, and showered and changed. Uh, they'll be hanging out and, and, and ha- high-fiving and, and just having a great time. Do you see that after a CTF? Rarely. And if, if they do, it's all like... Yeah, good game, man. How's it going? Real fake-ish. And and still having that that undertone of we're better than you kind of mindset. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, you know what I've noticed now that I think about it is that conferences uh, where a lot of these CTFs take place, it's, you know, they do – CTFs run through the final day. And then, you know, there's a, an award ceremony and then everyone goes their own way. I wonder if there should almost be like the CTF end like a day early. Um, yeah. And then you have, you know, the, the, the party evening and people can interact and talk about techniques and, you know, what they did wrong or what they did right. And Yeah, um, totally. I wonder if that could be a, a possibility. Yeah. Any, anything to just make it so that we are less of a secret-keeping bunch. Absolutely. I, and I could see, especially if people um, take part in CTFs, wanting to keep those so they could save it for the next CTF. Yeah. Uh, so that's interesting. All right. Well, I think we're running short on time here, and I think we've kind of exhausted that. Is there anything else you'd like to add that we haven't already covered? Um, just just to reiterate that it's it's more on the red team side to fix this. We have to be open to doing um, things that we would rather be, you know, breaking into stuff to get things done, right? Doing it the easier, faster way um, that helps the business more. We have to start thinking about ways to do that and, and get it done because the blue team or defense side has more to lose and gets more defensive because they have a right to. Well, I th- yeah, and I'll speak from a blue team side is that, you know, we, we like, 
you said with, with as far as like the credentials and stuff, like, and this all goes back to something that I've really started keying in on is enabling other people. So even at the, at, on the blue team, we have to enable the business to discover what they really need. We can't just come in and, and uh, establish our own ideas about security. That that doesn't that pisses off a lot of people. <laughs> it so, doesn't end well. No, it doesn't. So even within the InfoSec community, we should be enabling each other and and seeing what they c- give them the best opportunity to succeed and then we will benefit from that. So putting yep. the red team in a really good position to succeed. Same thing with red team. Red team putting the blue team in a good position to succeed. So I think I definitely think that's uh that's something uh that both sides can do. All right, well, you've got your pen test with hack 5, uh, which is at pentestwithhack5.com. Um talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so thanks for letting me plug it. It's a training coming up here in March um, with Hack5. I've been with Hack5 since 2005, um, since episode 9, I think. Um, And we released a new training as of last year um, where we do something really different than normal training that I've ever been to. So I have been to training where they give you stuff, but this is where we give you a bag of gear. So you literally get your money back in a in a big way when you when you purchase a uh, a seat at this thing. So you get a bag and and all the gear you'll need, um, except for a, a, pe- a laptop. Obviously, we we provide laptops, but you can't take them home. Uh, <laughs> so the the difference here is while we do do the first day of training very similar to normal training, where you sit and you get lectured at. Um, we do it round robin. So you actually play, you know, hot potato and you get up and move to a different, uh, station. So, um, and you do these three stations where you learn about, uh, the rubber ducky, you learn about the pineapple, you learn about the turtle, you learn about metasploit, um, all in preparation for the next day. So if you've ever done a pen test or a red team assessment, you know, that, Things go wrong when you have something set up and you, you know, it's right. And then you try it out and it just doesn't work on the client. It, it it's frustrating. You have to learn and work through it. Um, but they don't teach you that in pen, in any pen test course, they don't show you how things break in the real world. Mm. Well, in the pen test or thack five training, we actually put you in real world situations outside of the warehouse, you actually have to get up and leave the building to do these things. Um, and we put you in social engineering stuff. We, we have a dog walker that we actually hire to do this, um, and pretend to be someone. Um, and I won't give too much about the scenario away, but you have to break into something they have, um, and get all of these things. And it's really, really fun as an instructor to watch the, you know, the things break. Now we make these tools and we hope they don't break very much, but you know, in the real world, things break, things don't get reconfigured correctly. Um, or they don't, you know, work this right way or their, their firmware wasn't updated. Um, and just watching all the students work through these issues, uh, and the teamwork that gets built out of it, we actually break in out into, um, cartoon character themed, um, teams i get the thundercrats which which is awesome um (laughs) but uh we break out into these teams and watching the teams work together because they start in stations they're with their team from day one and hour one 
you see them, the camaraderie and, and the buildup and you see who's going to be the leader, who's going to be the, you know, the followers, who's going to be better at the turtle and ducky stuff, who's going to be better at the pineapple stuff. Um, and you see them work together and you, I, and we help, um, cause it wouldn't be much, you wouldn't be much paying for much if we didn't help. But, mm-hmm. um, but getting to learn all of the things that break in a real world scenario, I think is the best training that anyone can give. Um, and, uh, I really enjoy it. Sorry for taking so long, but it's probably the funnest pen, uh, funnest training that I give or have taken ever. Yeah, no, absolutely. That, and I love that. And, and it's, uh, it's, it's training for the worst case scenario. So you go through all these training courses where like, all you have to do is the type in this command and you know, you do this and it, look, it works. And, but that doesn't never, it hardly ever works out in the real world. Right. You, you got to oh, kind of, yeah. you got to learn to think on your feet and go back and do a sports analogy. You know, all the good, all the good defenders and athletes, like they train for the worst scenario yep. so that when that scenario happens or, you know, a bad hop happens or whatever, they're able to handle it easily. Yep. So I, I love that idea. And that's, that's actually not something I've heard other people doing. So that's, yeah, I think we that's actually great. had, we had one, one set of students who, um, plugged in the ducky and it was like, we're supposed to get a shell. Why don't we get a shell? They, so they're social engineering this person, um, to get away from their, their machine. Um, so that they can plug in the ducky or social engineering to plug it in either one. And they plug it in and it doesn't work. And you just stare at them like, okay, now what? Now that now that your scenario has gone out, how are you going to get them to walk away again so you can try something new? And just seeing their their eyes like glaze over like, my first attempt didn't work. What do I do now? Right. And seeing them work together on that thing is so awesome. And, and getting them to like just spurring them in the right direction is, is a lot of fun. Yeah, no, absolutely, and it'd be nice if technology would work 100 percent of the time. That's that's. Oh yeah, and they were IT in general. No, they were dealing with NAT, so every time they plugged in, it worked. It just couldn't handle NAT, so they had to figure <laughs> out, you know, oh, that's the problem. So they actually had to social engineer this person like five times, <laughs> <laughs> and their scenarios kept got it getting sillier and sillier each time. <laughs> Look, monkey. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anything, anything else you'd like to plug? Sure. Um, uh, honestly, while I, while I, I hit on CTF style stuff, I, I really do think that if you can take the mindset correctly, um, it is one CCDC is one of the best possible training exercises you can ever get into as a blue team, as a defender, because you are pitted against professional red teamers while their mindset and ego might be kind of crazy and there might be unfair things at at ccdc um learning how to defend things and how what security works and what doesn't um when you're pitted against real world malware and real world attacks is infinitely beneficial to your your mindset to how you work um, and to your experience so if you're um, not involved in CCDC right now, and you are our college student, get in there. And CCDC stands for? Uh, I'm sorry, CCDC, Cyber Collegiate Defense Competition. It is basically the Olympics for InfoSec. Uh, well, I take that back. The Olympics for red and blue teaming. The, the Olympics for uh, for reverse engineering is the DEFCON uh 
<laughs> yeah. GTF. Yep. Yep. Okay. Anything else? Uh, oh my God. Um, I probably have way too much to say and I've already taken too much of your time, <laughs> no, not at all. but I just, if you have any questions, um, if you want, if your listeners, um, have any questions at all with me, I am an open book and I'm totally cool with anybody coming up to me and asking me questions. So, um, uh, hit me up on Twitter. I might not, um, get back to you as fast as possible. Uh, as quick as you like, as you well know, um, I am kind of busy, uh, but email, uh, mubix at hack5.org that goes directly to my phone. So you can definitely send me a phishing email if you want. Um, but yeah, hit me up for anything. I'm, I'm good for it. And yeah, on Twitter at mubix, M U B I X. Correct. Awesome. Uh, again, his his article, Friendly Fire, is on medium.com. Uh, just do medium.com or Mubix Friendly Fire and you'll find it. So yeah. definitely. All right. Well, thank you for joining me to discuss what is red team versus blue team. Thanks. And that will do it. Hopefully you learned something. If you didn't, drop me a line on Twitter at Timothy D Block. That's D-E-B-L-O-C-K. Or email me at Timothy dot dblock at gmail.com let me know what you didn't learn and we'll cover it in a future podcast show notes can be found at timothydblock.com forward slash eis if you enjoyed the show share it with others and rate it on itunes if you'd like to donate to the show check out my patreon page at p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash e-i-s have a good one